Welcome, everybody, to episode number four of the Banter Box Podcast. My name's Eugene. I'm sitting alongside my co-host and older brother, Kenny. Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Hopefully it's a welcome back. If you guys haven't checked out the other three episodes we've done, make sure to go do that and then come back to this one, you know. They'll be there anyway if you don't happen to do it right away, but, you know, it's good to go in order, I guess. Some very good announcements. We uh, we are officially on iTunes. Yeah. You can get in search us in iTunes. Uh, iTunes Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, the app, you're able to get us there. Um, we did also just get on Google Play. So yep. if you're an Android user, go ahead on over there, search us up, download us, have a listen. It's a good time, you know? And if it's not too much to ask for, I know that you can do, like, the little ratings on Apple. Just give us, like, a quick five star. <laughs> yeah, give us, give us something. <laughs> be honest, give us something. Or, yeah, um, leave, leave it, like, an honest opinion. Feedback is going to be the best way to run this uh, podcast. It's going to be the best way that we're able to... Get information out to you guys. You guys can hear what you want to listen to. Yeah. Uh, you can reach us at banterboxbros at gmail.com. And if I'm not mistaken, did you set us up with a Twitter account? or Still working on getting the one username I want. Okay. Uh, right now, I believe it is banterboxpc, I believe. I wouldn't even bother letting people search it. Just yeah, wait just... until we get it all squared away. I'll, yeah, we'll make like a formal announcement when everything's good to go 100% on that, but for right now, the email's up and running. Perfect. So, before we jump into this and get started with whatever you have to talk about, any topics you want to touch on, um, I do want to give a big shout out to Melissa and Jason Brown. They just got married over this weekend. It was uh, Friday night. It was a very good time. Congrats to you guys. Everybody looked beautiful. It was a wonderful time. I did not attend, but uh, congratulations. <laughs> it was a good time nonetheless. <laughs> so, what's been going on with you the past week? I know mine's been kind of boring. Not too much. A yeah. uh, lot of drama in work that I'm not really going to touch on. I have been volunteering my time for the last 13 years at a place that I put a lot of my life into, a lot of pride into, and yes. I think it's coming to an end. It's I, I don't want to say it's bitter. Um, but it's getting me in the feels a little bit. Right. Uh, but I think it's just time to part ways. I, I, I have other ambitions. Mandatory obligations. Or, okay, fair enough. To take care of. Yeah. I was going with uh, you were following your dreams sort of thing, but requirements uh, more. So-so. A little late in the game to follow my dreams. I'm trying, though. I mean, 32 years old. I'm not doing awful. <laughs> it's never too late to figure out what you want to do. No, I'm making it work, you know? How about you? I know uh, I know you're talking about leaving school. I think we clarified that in the last podcast. Yeah. Any... The, the word right now is that they're, you know, giving promotions to the people that are currently employed. And then once they're done going through who deserves their promotions and whatnot, they're going to call back the people who just applied. So okay. Still waiting. Right now, I'm just kind of picking up more hours at the pet store. And... I'm not much, much older than you, but if you take any bit of advice from me or anyone older than you, mm -hmm. shall I say from the wisdom, right? don't sit around and wait. Yeah. you got to get on the wagon. Do something, man. Yeah. you got to make decisions. I know there's a lot of job opportunities out there um, that could be life-altering. That could be sure. uh, career-changing. Yeah. And I know I've thrown one or two your way. I think it's something <laughs> you should really consider. I, I've definitely done some thinking about it. 
Uh, because my... even applying doesn't hurt. Even if you don't get it, at least your name's out there. Right. People know the name. You know, you're, you're going to get your name out there and around. Yeah. My spot right now is I don't want to go, like, bouncing job from job. I do want to find, like, a solid career choice or, like, career move. It's tough, man. It's and tough yeah, at your age, especially without a trade right now. That's the hardest part. And without any experience, like, my only experience is sales associate, pretty much. Right. And some college experience. That's not going to get you hired. Most so you places. have to start at entry-level positions. Yeah, and work up, yeah. Which you're gonna get. You got to get your name out there. Your work ethic has to be shown by more than just one employer. I think right. everybody listening can agree with that. Um, it's a tough world out there, man. Yeah, I I definitely have to get like some more spots on my reference list filled out and stuff like that. There's, I I need more people that can kind of vouch for you. Yeah, exactly. That's, you need experience. I'm not saying leave where you're at. Maybe cut back on some hours. Yeah, and get, get a experience job that pays something more. else. Yeah, for sure. That's true. Because I don't want to sit and like be bored doing, stuck what I'm doing now for forever. And Listen, then, God I, forbid, I don't find a new job, I get stuck I in a store. I am 32 <laughs> years old. I've been through countless amount of jobs and career opportunities, and I still have not made up my mind. Mm-hmm. It's never too late. I'm still trying to pave my path, Yeah, like I believe some of our listeners are. Sure. We just got to find it. Life's about being happy. Yeah, and that's... I think that's number one. Is if you make decisions to make yourself happy, that's the most important. Everything else kind of falls in place after that. All right, so I had this dream a couple <laughs> nights ago about a universe starting over again. Okay. It was very peculiar. It has everything to do with this video that we watched last week. Right. It, it blew my mind. I, I hope the listeners got out there and actually YouTubed it. It's crazy. Yeah, we did um, leave it in the description for you. Yeah, I got to give you know our brother Chris some props on... Uh, discussing it and bringing it up it was a very good topic and we watched the videos after the podcast was over and i'm mind blown and you guys should definitely go check it out you're talking about the whole bubble the bubble with the sound wave man it's it's almost like the big bang theory i mean that's what it looks like in a glass jar yeah i mean it it was very interesting to watch and it's something i didn't know about prior to that and i always loved like learning new little things like that so it's really cool to look into a bit i didn't i probably didn't dive as deep into it as you did but sure uh, no, I know I watched a couple videos on it um, it was it was good videos yeah. for sure now, what was your uh, like dream about though like it was it like a going back to primitive times sort of thing or like no not really primitive times it was just you know how like you end up in a dream and you end up there out of nowhere and things don't really make sense yeah like you, you it was like I was or something. yeah it was like I was third person watching it happen in a jar okay and then I ended up you know once everything started to expand and expand and it blew through the room I just somehow I ended up on the earth that was in this jar have you ever seen the video online where it's like if you think you're significant watch this video and it goes and like it starts zoomed in on earth and then it'll zoom out to the other planets and then it zooms out to like the sun showing how big that is oh yeah and then Sirius it'll keep zooming out zooming out it's just like if you think about that like that's our entire universe like we are so tiny oh we are minuscule and then there's people out there that think like we're the only people that exist like the only life form that exists Listen. I'm not going to throw my beliefs on anybody, and I, I think you feel the same way as me, is that we're not trying to preach to any type of choir. Yeah. But religion has kind of gone out the window for me. Uh, I'm more yeah. scientific. Not that I am jumping on the bandwagon with all the scientists as well, because right. I like to see things to believe them. And I always say, I am too small of a person in this 
Christ, this city, let alone this (laughs) state, let alone this country, let alone this continent, let alone this world, let alone this universe. Of course. If there are multiple. You know, I I believe there are multiple universes out there. I would But it's too big of a problem for me to worry about. I have a very short time here on Earth. Yeah. I'm not going to spend my time trying to prove anything. Exactly. I would... I would like to think that there are other things out there because I feel like there's too big of a space for us to just occupy this one tiny little bit of it and there not be anything else. Agreed. So I know we lost connection to the Mars rover, unfortunately, due to a sandstorm. I don't know if you heard about that. I did not. So we were getting all the footage from the the rover on Mars was supposed to last don't quote me on this because I can't remember. I think it was only for a few days, maybe 36 hours, something along those lines. Okay. Well, it ended up being that the solar panels on it actually kept a charge and we were still able to get communications. Christ, this thing lasted for years and years that we were using it. All right. But recently there was a big sandstorm on Mars, knocked out the solar panels because it couldn't charge up. Right. Now, normally we send a couple refresh signals to the Mars rover um, and then we... We send it actually songs, like wake-up songs. Okay. But it wasn't responding. So we think it's gone. I mean, we not that it's gone. It's obviously still on Mars, but right. we can't communicate with it anymore. It's kind of a shame. It, it was uh, it was our little device showing us another world f- from a different perspective. Right. You know? Not that this has as much significance. The only thing that I may have any info on about the like Mars, what is it, the rover? Yeah. Is that there's like a YouTuber, Mark Rober, which I don't know if you know who he is, but I think he like did work on that. I've heard the name. Yeah, so he does um like science videos, like he's he's done like a bunch of like projects, but he did like videos like how to win your egg drop for high school, and then okay. he did like this biggest Nerf gun challenge. But like I watch his videos all the time, and I, I want to say he worked for like NASA and worked on the rover. So the egg drop challenge. Even my wife, I talked to her. Like I I hear that everybody has done this. Yes. What was it? Because I don't remember doing this in school. I, if anything, I think I remember tying an egg to a parachute. Okay, um, and so, throwing it off the top of a building or something. Yeah. Maybe. So our project, there were certain restrictions on it that I don't remember. I don't know if like making a parachute was one of them or not. But I know that we had certain restrictions to make it more challenging. But what we would do is we would go to the roof of the school, drop it off, and whoever's egg didn't crack wins. But it was a parachute, though. You could go about it however you decided would make it. But you least. couldn't stack up popsicle sticks as high as the school. Right. Okay. So, so it, it had was to be essentially something that could be dropped off. With some sort then, of parachute or cut. Some, something to slow it down like that. Yeah. And I don't remember exactly what we did. I think it was like we put it in a Ziploc bag filled with popcorn. And ours survived. No kidding. Yeah. But there are other ways where you could do it, like you make like a pyramid out of straws and put the egg in the middle, but you don't cut the straws to fit just perfectly around the egg. You leave the extended bits out so that they break, and then the middle pyramid's still secure. Gotcha. So there's a bunch of different ways to do it, and I think that's one of the ways that he showed in this video. I don't, see, I don't know if it's that I don't remember it or that I didn't do it. It could be some sort of Mandela effect. I don't know. You know what I remember doing? I remember making the bridge. Where the teacher like had to stand on. We had to make bridges. I believe it was hmm. popsicle sticks. It was popsicle sticks or toothpicks. Okay. That we made bridges out of. And then the teacher would stack books on top of it. Gotcha. And sometimes, I've seen a few bridges where the teacher actually stands up on the bridge in between two books. Like who can make the most sturdy. And if it holds, yeah, exactly. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. So I remember doing that in school. And I remember doing kites. We did some sort of kite challenge. Because 
what I back in middle school, we're talking sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Mm-hmm. They used to call me the Great Smee. Okay, I know I haven't been called that <laughs> since seventh grade. Right, but I had this big. I made this big ass kite, and it had the Great Smee plastered across <laughs> it. It was hysterical. So it, our physics class is like where we did all of our cool projects like this. So the one was obviously the egg drop. We did another where like you had to make, I guess you could do like a paper plane, but you had to make some kind of device that would go the longest distance just in the air. Okay. I was told I wasn't allowed to make a Frisbee because that's what I was going to do. So I ended up making like a glider. So it was basically like a, you know, the little yard marker sticks, like the long orange yes. skinny poles. So I did the two circles. I don't know if you know the like little fancy paper airplanes that you spin them in a circle. To yeah, you throw it like a football. Yeah. So I think I did a really small circle in the beginning and then a bigger circle in the back to kind of make airflow go through the small one into the back. I thought it was going to work. We didn't win that challenge. No. I think that might have actually been one of the Guinness Book of World Records Uh that kite was in it, or not kite? Sorry, the uh, that concept the paper maybe? airplane they're calling it, uh, the circular one, right? Where you fold it up in the front, make it a little heavier, and you yeah. throw it like a football. Mm-hmm. Apparently, if I'm remembering correctly, I believe that was the one that broke the Guinness Book of World Records. This is years ago that I yeah, had this maybe book. prior records, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I that's I, what I, made me so interested in it. I thought it was a good idea. I don't think we won that challenge. I think. Our teachers specifically put a lot of restrictions on the group that me and my friend Mike happened to be in because we would try to, you know, like loophole everything. So yeah. he like gave us special restrictions. So I think another team ended up doing what we were originally going to do. But we did challenges like the little Pinewood Derby cars and stuff like that, which I think we did win that one. And then the other one that we could do is you had to see you could launch a marble the farthest with like whatever contraption you built. Okay, almost like a catapult, something like right. that. Right, okay. so most people, someone brought like a pre-built slingshot, which I thought was cheating, but, you know, we get restrictions and they don't, because our original idea was, well, it's a marble, we're going to take a lacrosse stick and we're just going to launch it across the field hockey field. Sure, makes sense. Which completely works. And then he said, well, you can't just, you know, launch it like a field hockey, or like a lacrosse stick. So what we had to do is basically use the lacrosse stick as a catapult. One of us had to hold it while the other one smacked it. Gotcha. So that was our special restriction, but then this other group gets a pre-built slingshot, and they're able to just use that like a normal slingshot. And I'm like, well, how is that fair? Like, they didn't even build that. Well, did one of them hold it, and the other one pulled back the rubber band? No, it's <laughs> one person shot out of the slingshot. I'm like, but we couldn't just throw ours like a lacrosse ball? The, the kid's partner for that project, mm-hmm. the kid's partner, that was me in high school. <laughs> oh, you want to take that on by yourself? I'm good with that. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's a shame to admit to because I'm actually a good worker nowadays, but geez. I don't know. I loved physics. It it made you get creative. And I like being, because well, I know that like with video games and like technology, people, especially my age, are losing like their creative side to them. And it was cool to like go back and like have to think out issues and how to solve them and stuff. It was really cool. Sure. I've always liked physics. I like astrophysics. I'm into that. I love mm. Neil deGrasse Tyson. I've read his oh, books. Yeah. But speaking of physics, I didn't really get into basic physics until I started riding a motorcycle at, what, eight, 19, 20 years old? Gotcha. Like learning, like turning into the... Turns when you learn about centrifugal leaning. force. Yeah. Yeah, leaning into turns, man. You're not supposed to slow down. You're supposed to pull the throttle a little bit, give it a little gas, 
and he just sucks you onto the bike. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I love how stuff like that works, and it's cool to know how they work, but like it's different to actually full and experience them. Sure, I want to. I can't wait until the report comes out about this, the Amazon flight going to Texas. Haven't heard of it. Our condolences to the family. They lost three on the flight, but the plane apparently failed. Okay. Somehow, some way. Uh, I don't know whether it was pilot error or communication error right. with the plane, uh, but apparently ended up doing a nosedive into a muddy swamp or something like that. Wow. Uh, my buddy Matt was just that. telling me about it. Um, he saw it on the news. It's been on the news. I haven't. So I'm just waiting on the report to come out. I'm right. interested to see what actually happened because I'm not a big fan of flying, man. I don't mind flying. I think it's just I was used to it because we kind of had to at a young age. We got shipped over to Ireland every summer, so like I kind of had to get used to it. Listen. I used to live in Texas yeah. with my dad. I lived in Nashville. I flew a lot. Right. I'm still not used to it. I don't like it. I white knuckle the whole time. And going to Ireland, which, by the way, my passport came in. So nice. all of us have passports. Cool. I'm going to white knuckle it for seven and a half hours <laughs> all the way to Belfast. Now, question. Are you as bad on like roller coasters as you would be on airplanes? I don't do roller coasters. For what? Same reason? Though? I don't fit. Oh, uh, I'm a, for those of you that don't know me, I'm a larger guy. Um, Mark, if you're listening, no, I still cannot go skydiving. I don't meet the weight requirement. <laughs> Although That's, I would actually love to go. I have always wanted to skydive ever since I was like four and saw that Power Rangers yeah. movie where at the beginning they're all jumping out and landing. Yeah. The one with like the White Ranger. I'd be fine. Listen, all this is pulling a ripcord and, you know, working the handles on each side. Right. And, I know it's a little more intricate than that. Yeah. But the basics. That's how the you army guys are. You just triggered every right? skydiver. And, and I don't mean to trigger the army guys either. Yeah. But as far as I know, that's pretty much the basics of it. Mm-hmm. Just give me the tandem parachute, you know, where it holds 500 pounds, and I'll just use that. I'll be comfortable with that. And I, no, I'm nowhere near 500 pounds. No, I am nowhere near 400 pounds. I'm closer to 300 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I would go with a tandem now, by myself. <laughs> I've heard stories where, like, there's people that get, like, wrapped up in the chute on the way down. And, like, you have to, like, kick your way out of the chute in that situation. I don't know. I've never seen it. I've watched a lot of fail videos, stuff like that. I know the cords wrap up and yeah. twist. And I don't know if I've ever seen somebody get wrapped up in it. Unless it was two divers at the same time that got into each other's chutes. I know? really wish I remember who was talking about it. I think... Oh, you know what? It was another podcast that I listened to. Was it? it was, yeah. So, I'm like I said, and I'm sure all the viewers know this, but now I'm a huge nerd and I like my video games. So, the one team owner, Hex, for like Optic, has a podcast called Eavesdrop. And one of his guests, it was another team owner, I forget his name, and it's going to make me mad. But he has gone parachuting two times. Same thing happened both times he's went. He's gotten like wrapped up in a shoot. First time, he apparently got extremely lucky kicking his way out yeah. and like by just pure chance managed to not die on the way down because of what he did and the second time it happened to him again and he knew from the past experience of what to do but he said he'll never go parachuting again because of it wow and i'm like how unlucky do you have to be for that to happen two times in a row but like apparently it's not heard of i don't know wow it's weird i've always wanted to try it though that and like bungee jumping I don't know about bungee jumping. I don't know how much I trust it. Maybe I watch too many fail videos. That's my problem. I'm watching fail videos all the time on YouTube. Yeah. Well, you always hear the bad stories of everything. You never hear like the when it all goes right. That's not exciting enough. Are you kidding me? No. One of the best stories that I've heard about it going right 
is, I don't know if you heard this or not, have you seen Will Smith talking about skydiving? No. Okay, listeners, <laughs> if you have not seen the video or, or heard what he had to say about skydiving and taking chances in life, you have to go watch it. I don't want to ruin it too much for you, mm-hmm. but basically, you're going to be scared all the way up until the point that you jump. Right. And sometimes the reward is on the other side of the jump, and you're just going to be scared up into it. Yeah. And that's what he says about skydiving. And I think he's referring to life in general, but that was his experience with skydiving. Yeah. Uh, I've always just wanted to do it because it's, I mean, obviously it's scary, but I want to know what it feels like for that first, like, 10, 15 seconds where it's just, like, a free fall. Yeah, so do I. Without I the shoe. I think just... it's more than that. I think you almost get a minute in there. However long it is, I want to experience that time right yeah. there. Like, I just want to know what that feels like. Speaking of Will Smith and actors, I know the Oscars just passed on Sunday. Uh, congratulations to Mr. Malik. I know you won the Oscar for your role in Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. The movie didn't win. Uh, it was the Green Book, I believe it was. It's really the only part of the Oscars that I saw. I did not watch the Oscars. And I have not watched a lot of movies in the past years. No. I, I'm not big into the Oscars, the Emmys, all that. I don't right. really watch the award shows. I used to watch like the MTV ones back in the day, okay. but no. I'm over them. But I did hear about Mr. Malik, Rami Malik, Remy Malik. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. I know the actor. Yeah, but I know good him, actor. I know him more for he uh, he did a role in a video game again called uh, Until Dawn. It's like a horror series. Where you choose the decisions in the game, and they made the character look just like him in the game. And what was it called, the game? I believe it's Until Dawn. There was a movie like that. It's a Netflix original. Netflix original movie just did a Black Mirror movie. Okay. And I'm trying to remember the name of it. But Netflix actually allows you to use your remote control... And pick which storyline you want. It's, yeah, the games like that are super cool, and I th- I think I might know what you're talking about where they did. The so movie the movie like, goes on for it, it can go on for a while, or it can end very rapidly. Right, depending the on way, the choices. Yeah, apparently the way I went ended it pretty quickly. <laughs> I think I got into it maybe 25, 30 minutes before okay. the movie ended. That's um, but it does allow you to go back and watch the rest of the endings, which of is course. awesome. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. I really, but it was about a video game developer, and he was developing the hmm. ma- almost like the labyrinth. Okay. Yeah, where I, you pick and choose your own adventure. Yeah. There's there's different... I think there's a couple different games where they've, like, taken things like that. I know the... Off that a little bit. Let me jump back because it's all in my mind. Did you ever read Goosebumps? Some. Bro. I, I know I've seen all the movies in school. And all when it, movies, schmovies, But I remember man. the books, too, yes, but they used to force us during, like, our library time. I loved Goosebumps as a kid. And I believe it was either the monster under the sink. I think it was the cover on the book had like an egg or something on it. And one, I don't know if this is the book. It's just one that's popping in my mind right now. But there was one book where you got to choose your own ending. Okay. And it was kind of like if you ever saw the episode of Family Guy where Peter's reading the book and he goes, oh, if you want to make a left turn, go to page 157. Yeah. And he goes to 157 and he goes, oh, no, that's scary. Lois, you saw me. I didn't take my finger off the page. <laughs> you saw that, right? <laughs> that was me reading Goosebumps as right. a kid. It gave me nightmares. Yeah, you like go back on your toys. You're like, yeah, you know, I check that page out. Go ahead and go to another one. I did enjoy them though. The Goosebumps books, I did scared the hell out of me as a kid, but I guess that's what I was into. I think the only Goosebumps 
Goosebumps book, I remember, is, like, there was one set at, like, an amusement park, and there was, like, weird mirrors and stuff in one of the books, and, like, it ended up being some monster at the amusement park, but I don't remember it yeah. in detail. It's it's one of those things where it gives you a little bit of fear as a kid, kind of goes with you into adulthood, but, right. you, you know, this is something that I was explaining to my wife the other night. My son now is, he'll be 10 years old in May. Mm-hmm. Uh, incredible boy. Becoming a fine... Pre-adult, yeah, <laughs> uh, he's going into his teen years. He's starting to hit puberty a little bit, but he's turning out to be a fine young man. Gotcha. Uh, he has his issues, but <laughs> we move on, and he learns. But he's afraid of the dark. Like okay. I've asked him a few That's times. Pretty like, common, right? Agreed. But I'm trying to get to the root of it. I'm trying right. to find out why. Like, what's going on in this kid's brain? Because I don't remember what it's like, honestly. Yeah. I ask him to take the trash out. It's maybe 10 feet from my back door to the trash cans. Well, the next morning I'll go out for whatever. I'll fix something in the yard or I'll take recycling out the next morning. And the trash bag is hidden right next to the door. Like you couldn't walk the 10 (laughs) feet. I'm like, Xander, why aren't you going the 10 feet? Like the only thing that you should be afraid of out here would be me being upset yeah. that you didn't get the trash to right. the, the can. It's so weird that you say We have that. a floodlight out back. I was just thinking about something like this the other day where it's like, if you're walking, like, let's say you're alone at your house, and it's like 1 a.m., and you've got to walk to the kitchen. Let's say you have, like, a house with, like, a long hallway. Do you ever get that feeling that, like, someone's behind you, or, like, you feel like something's, like, breathing on your neck or something? No, I don't get that feeling anymore. Um, maybe I used to when I first got my own place. I Maybe when I was in Nashville, even mm-hmm. when I was living on my own down there. My dad came back and forth a lot, obviously. But when I was down there alone, yeah, I mean, I would get creeped out by certain noises in the night and stuff. I, but there, there comes a point, though, and this is my realization as an adult. There comes a point where nobody's going to get up and check the noise for you. Right. Mom's not going to come save you. Dad's not going to come save you. Like... You gotta go handle business on your own. Nobody else is gonna do it. So you're telling me if I don't run to my room and get under the blanket, I'm not safe? You're fine. <laughs> yeah. You're like, fine. That that was the ultimate safe spot. If you can just make it back to your room and onto the bed so they can't grip you out from under the bed, you get your toes under the get your toes yeah. off from over the edge of the bed, get you're your good. blanket on you. <laughs> you're safe. I get That's it. Beast. I understand. Gronda tormented me with the bunny <laughs> rabbit that was gonna yeah. bite your toes off if you hung your feet uh-huh. off the bed. Uh, which it's still so is freaky. Odd. It's weird that as a kid, like, we don't understand that, like, stuff like that's not going to happen. Hey, right. And maybe we get a little bit complacent as adults, too, because... So I have guns in my house. Okay. I, I am a, I like to go out and shoot. Because I like shooting clays, you know? Mm-hmm. So I keep two shotguns in my bedroom. They're all locked up. The ammo is in a separate place. The kids aren't going to get to them. Like, I'm very responsible with my You're very weapons. cautious. Yes, yes, I am. However, Lauren... 30-year-old wife that I have gets worried when she hears, you know, the wind blowing too hard or, you know, the ice maker in the freezer from the kitchen dropping ice into the bin. So she'll freak out. She'll wake me up at 3 o'clock in the morning and go, honey, somebody's in the house. Well, now I know nobody's going to save me, so i got to do something for my family. Right. Well, first instinct is to grab my guns. I grab my gun. Takes me two seconds to unlock it. I know where my key's hidden. The kids don't. I load the shells into it really quick. I mean, I'm fast, man. Uh, under 10 seconds. Sure. And, I mean, that's good because in the situation where there is actually someone in the house, you kind of have to be. Right. But, and then I go out. I go into the hallway. And I don't go slowly. I am booking. I'm looking to find somebody. It's your territory. 
Nobody's ever there. Yeah. This has happened so many times that I don't grab the guns anymore. I just get up, I walk out to the living room, and then I walk back to the bedroom, tell her everything's fine, and go to sleep. Right. So the problem is, if anybody does break into my house... You're not going to be No, I'm screwed. So, I'm going to come running at you full speed naked. I mean, that's that's my defense, Megan. My wife knows where the key is. My wife knows where the ammo is. You've and got, if she hears tussling, yeah. she's getting the gun ready. You, that's, do, you get naked, naked tackle and then the backup's coming. But that's it. I'm, I'm handling it naked. Yeah. I take a shot or two to the gut and, you know, that's it. You got your backup on the way. You're good. I'm a big boy. <laughs> You're going to have to fight me, you know? That's so funny, man. I don't know. It's, because I used to be the same way when I was little, because, like, we used to play Jailbreak and all at night time, and it's like, if you're hiding alone, and you have, like, the best spot, after a while, if no one comes and finds you, you start, like, hearing noises, and you get all creeped out, and I don't know if you ever did this when you were little, but, like, every time you get in a good hiding spot, you have to, like, immediately have to pee, and it's like, you gotta leave your spot and all. Immediately. Yeah, it's every time you find a good spot. Listen, I used to play Airsoft. You, you've played Airsoft yeah, played with us a few yeah. times. But when we went out and played in the woods, and we played serious with other adults, and you got into a spot where you had to hide, I just peed where I was. We were out in the <laughs> Fair woods. Enough. It happens, man. Yeah, I don't know. It's I want to know why that happens, too. Maybe it's just, like, anxiousness or... Anxiety. Yeah, anxiety. Sitting in the cold can do it to you. Yeah, weather triggers it. When I wrestled for like a week. For sure. They made us do that because we had to do like a pee or hydration test or whatever. Oh, for fuck's sake. Are we taping? Yes. These aren't real, are you? No, we're really looking at it. It's recording right there. That's your audio right there. No, come on, come on back and have a chat, love. Night, old woman. Alright guys and gals, I think that just about wraps it up for uh, today, and I think because we were a little late on this one, we had uh, some prior arrangements like my wedding that I went to, we had rehearsal dinner Thursday, my wife was in the wedding, I know Eugene and I were both feeling sick over the weekend, so we're catching up with you now, it's Monday uh, the 25th, and I'm sure we will get you another episode out by the end of this week, maybe Saturday at the latest, Yeah, hopefully. They're like almost weekly. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, we're we we have consistency. It's you know things got in the way this week. There's we're some, allowed to take a break too. There's some sort of schedule. It's just not like very strict yet. <laughs> Either way, uh, this has been the Banner Box Podcast, episode number four, and we'll see you next week. See you guys.